welcome to another episode of Some Like It Pop, Gilmore Girls Edition. Um, we're going to be talking about the Gilmore Girls revival by season, and then we will talk about the issues that we had and that everyone that watched it had by some degree, no matter what you wanted in the end. I am managing editor Samantha <laughs> Vincenti. I am senior writer Matt Donnelly. And I am associate editor Ali Zubiak. And we were just saying there are certainly parts of A Year in the Life that we liked. We certainly took issue with a bunch of it, and I'm excited to get into both. I'm not sad that it, it happened. No. I'm glad it happened. I have a mostly favorable opinion, I guess, I would say. I'm going to watch it again. I've only watched it. Have you guys watched it more than once or any of Only the ending one? several times. Uh-huh. Like I, the very end of it. Okay. Like the last four words over and over again. With I was my confused mother. because not to dive, let's not dive into this right away, but I thought the four words were uh, like uttered by one character, so I was confused. Oh, I thought, see, I always I thought knew I it was, was a contraction, two. and maybe that made it three words, and I was confused about that. Oh, so I, I always thought, thought it was going to be an exchange. It was two. Yeah, two yeah you yeah. clearly weren't paying attention, I Matt. It's, I admit it. Can I, if we get more Gilmer Girls, can I, since Allie and I kind of called the last four words in our previous podcast. It's true. Mm-hmm. We, Psychic. Except that we thought it would be them telling each other they were pregnant. Right. But I think that the next time, the four words will be, take my baby, mom. Wouldn't oh that be Yeah, I think it's fair enough. Let's start with winter. Let's. So winter, Matt, you said it was your favorite. Winter is my favorite because I have always loved Paris, and it was really her moment. That bathroom scene has been burned into my brain. Oh, where she sees fake Chad Michael Murray and runs away. She sees Tristan years after high school, has a total meltdown as is, you know, as a standard for Paris and makes everything about her. But I don't begrudge her for it. Yeah, I love I certainly wasn't expecting Paris to have a fertility clinic, but I love it. (laughs) It made sense somehow. I love the scenes with Luke and Lorelai and her. Yeah, they I always appreciated Lauren Graham and um Liza's scenes I just thought they had a funny dynamic and it was pretty unexpected it was like when you don't expect two characters to interact on a show like people on Friends would see like when Rachel and Chandler had scenes it was so strange and that's how I feel that's but I liked point. it yeah I loved I also loved that Danny Strong's trajectory Doyle's trajectory mirrors Danny Strong's trajectory mm-hmm. in real life where he is now still obviously an actor but more a famous screenwriter mm-hmm. he, I think he won an Oscar but I could be wrong about that I'm for a screenplay it makes sense. I, I think, think he so. did. Yeah. And of course, he also co-created Empire. Right. And has written a bunch of other stuff. So he's, I wonder if they were kind of making fun of his Mr. Hollywood status yeah. now. And it's like the Michael Bay mentions were pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That's, he's, he's a sellout, as, as they said on the show. So I've t- I have no qualms about saying it. Doyle's a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time, the first scene between Rory and Logan... I'm a Rory and Logan stan forever. Me Still, too. I remain one. I was. I'm not anymore. I understand that. That's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that first London scene I rewatched like four times and loved it. And what really happened in that about. one again? If you could do a quick... Well, solution. Rory was in that London apartment that right. you didn't know who it belonged to, sort of just babbling about oh, herself yeah. to someone just as she was talking about Rory. Rory talked about Rory... <laughs> continually Rory only talked about Rory pretty exclusively for most of yeah. the revival so she was babbling about Rory to the air and then Logan <laughs> appears and that's when we learned that they have that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas right. thing 
And while we had time for a 10-minute long, 15-minute long musical in summer, we didn't have time for a flashback scene that told us how they reconnected, Mm -hmm. when that started, anything about that. We just took it face value, that off-screen at some point, despite the fact that the Gilmore Girls audience is completely obsessive about all of Rory's relationships. They were like, nah, we won't even... It was pretty... Weak justification. I mean, in improv 101 classes, you learn justify, justify, justify. In Amy Sherman Palladino, we saw none of that. Right. I mean, how long has it been happening? Ten years? Uh, you did, know? It, did they never stop? Exactly. Did it just start up again two years ago? We'll never know. I have no idea. And, yeah, so their trajectory, I was really excited about it first. And then around the time that they ran into Hansberger Sr. and we found out that he was engaged. I was like, oh. And then, of course, yeah, I was like, I can't justify this anymore. Right. I think my- maybe because in the original series, Rory sort of forfeited her typical relationship ideals in that, like, she and Logan decided to date with no strings. We were sort of expected to just, like, accept this reality that she would also, like, have an affair with him. And maybe that was, like, an extension of her, like, you know, like I said, like, forfeiting her, what are probably her instincts but it didn't yeah it didn't feel like enough justification to but me. they only did that at the very beginning right and then after rory had that breakdown when she had the founder's day punch and she was lying in the bathroom floor favorite. me too with, a great episode. it's such a good scene too after that he was like oh so you want me to be your boyfriend right. and then everything went on from there and lest we forget the reason they broke up in the first place is because logan was so in love with her that he could have no other, you know, reality except being married to Rory, and she said Ugh. no to his proposal. Well, that is, and again, this is through my Logan Stan mind. The only way I can, the only way I can remotely rationalize why they're not together in this way, because he's clearly in love with her. Nobody takes someone's calls at all hours in the yeah. middle of the night for them to just narcissize all over you, and <laughs> you know, and goes and plans an elaborate, cringeworthy steampunk. Trip and number that we'll get to. We'll get to it. No, he's clearly in love with her. I think that he was publicly rejected by her, and I don't really blame him for like wanting her to take the lead if she wants to. I don't, she didn't indicate she broke things off because she was the other woman, and of course that's right, and she should have done that, and I'm glad she didn't take that key. But I don't know if she actually was in love with, I don't know. They never said their feelings, so I have no idea. Yeah. That's all conjecture. And that's like my biggest problem with Amy Sherman Palladino's mm-hmm. characters generally is that they don't use their words or say their feelings. But they say so much, but they say nothing. <laughs> to wit, in winter, <laughs> when they go to the fertility clinic and they are going to, you know, Lorelai clearly wants to do this. And then Luke is like, we're not doing this. And then Lorelai has her wounded bird face of, I don't share your feelings, but doesn't say it out loud. I was like, we're still doing this? Yeah. It's been that- like 20 years now. And I had had hopes that Lorelai would have had some growth or evolution in that way because she's sort of the type of person who always takes other people's hurt and somehow acts as if she's the victim and she's suffering from these, you know, these installments of hurt that other people are actually having. And it was the same thing. Like you said, it was like, Luke might be hurt, so I'm going to act out against it. I don't know. It was just very strange to me. I mean, not that I needed to have them have a kid. It's fine that they don't. No. They're not having another kid. I don't think they should anyway. Yeah, totally. It would ruin everything because the whole point of the show is Lorelai and Rory's relationship. Imagine if she had another kid. It would never be the same. Rory would would be jealous of it. Definitely. Speaking of, wait, did Rory, was April in winter or in spring? Mm. Um, 
I want to say it was after the first episode. It was after the first episode. Okay. So I'm still in winter then. Yeah. So in winter, I'm still reasonably okay with Rory. I'm still, I'm actually feeling for Rory. And Eh. it's also, it's teed off kind of nicely, I think. We sort of think, okay, here are the issues and we're going to figure them out. Right. I mean, as a writer, I can relate to the rut thing. I can relate to the, Mm -hmm. my careers and crisis. Should I stop doing this? First, after like two disappointments in a row, I, you know, it's not certainly enough for a normal person to be like, I should scrap this entirely. Mm-hmm. But for a second, I completely related to all of Rory's things in right. the first one. And I was right there with Lorelai defending her lifestyle to Emily for a second. Sidebar, I love the joke where Rory says, or where Lorelai says that she's like on the roading it and taking peyote, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And then Emily says, whose bathroom are you going to throw up in when the peyote... How does Emily know that peyote makes you vomit? (laughs) I think all we can say about Emily is that once in a while she's got something in her back pocket that you wouldn't expect. And I don't know. We were sort of talking this morning about how we never know when her rich (laughs) rich person affectation will mean that she doesn't know something she should know or maybe does know something she likely would not know. You sort of never know what she knows and does not know, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, as usual, Kelly Bishop was completely perfect in all of this. I loved that scene, the flashback scene from the funeral with the story and the round table and that Lorelai couldn't think of anything, and it was horrifically awkward because that felt very authentic. It felt real, totally, totally. I really, really loved it. And I've been there, I think, not necessarily in that capacity, but, you know, being put on the spot and can't think of anything and the stakes are high and you just fall apart. Yeah, I love that so much. Also, meanwhile, while Lane's husband, Zach, looks like he's aged 35 (laughs) years. I'm a thousand years. He actually looks dead. Look shame that actor who is actually very good in True Blood. My Zach feelings aside. Who is he on True Blood? He was the, the vet brother the late i only saw the first two seasons oh well if you don't recognize him, i don't know what to tell you Allie. Oh, well i figured maybe it was then but it, i don't understand how he looks like he's aged 35 years and yet kelly bishop is like benjamin butting it buttoning yes yeah. she looked amazing. fantastic looked incredible. all of the women actors looked great yeah. though yeah the men mostly have aged horribly ain't that hollywood mm. mm-hmm. but um yeah as we said yeah mr kim great surprise i didn't really need the whole chef shtick, the celebrity yeah. chef stuff. It was annoying. It was just felt pointless. Yeah. But in winter, I was very glad to see everybody again. I generally loved it. I loved the Dolly Parton song at the end. Mm-hmm. My favorite, maybe. I think it's my favorite. I think. Okay, what about spring? And then spring comes and the problems still are there and you don't know why they're not being addressed yet. Problems are still there. <laughs> it's also the first of two episodes, I think, directed by Daniel. Yeah. Yes, he did the middle chunk. He did the middle chunk. And I always prefer an Amy Sherman Palladino for all their problems. Oh, same. Yeah. I, I always prefer an Amy episode to a Daniel episode. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, so spring is where I really start to remember that the Paladinos find Rory and Lorelai more charming than anyone, than anybody. I think anybody, than most people. I like Lorelai a lot, so... I know, but I feel like they're enamored of her BS. Right. In a way. They can do no... Rory and Lorelai can do no wrong in their eyes, so I feel like they're constantly testing the bounds of their um, morality and saying they're like... 
these characters are allowed to do all these things that no typical human being would be allowed to do and sort of get away with it with a wink and like a nice smile and they would be absolved of all blame or guilt. Yeah, like case in point, Paul, Rory's boyfriend, <laughs> That Paul. was the worst running, it was, I mean, it was a joke, but it wasn't funny at all. Does anyone think, does anyone out there think it is a hilarious joke for Rory to have a boyfriend of two years, a completely unnecessary boyfriend of two years that they keep forgetting exists? Does anyone think that's funny and not just mean and lousy? Also, it takes five seconds to break up with someone. Yeah. It's not a plausible plot point at all. No, it was it was so dumb. You it can was even so do it by lame. text. I mean, not typically, but, you know, if you're he someone did. who's running around the world. Right, ultimately he did in, a, <laughs> in, a, in an act of irony, but... Yeah, and the right. scene when they're in Luke's diner and he goes to the bathroom for a second and they just get up and leave immediately. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Rude. Come on. Rude. You're rude humans right now. Oh, God. So that's what I mean when I say I feel the Paladinos mm-hmm. are more enamored and think their behavior is more okay. I just no- also thought that was out of character for Rory to yeah. just string someone along that she didn't. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense for her character. But then again, they killed her character after the whole Dean thing, so... Also, speaking of Rory, let's talk about Rory's voice in 2016. Oh, please, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Let's have a Rory's... quick voice conversation. Let's yeah. have a quick voice conversation about Alexis Bledel's voice. Okay. It is more human, I yes. guess? Yes. Can we start with that? <laughs> right. I mean, I personally never had a problem. I know on the boards there were people complaining that she had something of a breathy baby voice back, mm-hmm. in, the, right. back in the day. Whatever. I saw her as a little baby bird. Exactly. It made sense in keeping with that character. Yeah. I had no problem with it back then. But it also stands to reason that 10 to 15 years out in the real world has made her... She's hardened. A little hardened. Which, (laughs) I mean, again, in some way, even though it was really annoying to watch, we've been seeing Rory headed toward this for since at least season six. Mm -hmm. Because she's been told that she is absolute gold by literally everybody right for little to no apparent reason i think i know i've wondered if rory is a good writer or a great writer i'll say i'm sure she's a good writer Mm -hmm. and she's a very hard worker or was right and you think about the i i always go back to the chilton accomplishments and i sort of think that that's always my basis of proof for all of this speculation about how intelligent she is but she's since chilton not proved as much well she had that review um in the yale what is it Nail, yale yale news? daily news yale, yale daily, daily news, news where she did the review about the ballet right and it was everyone loved it i mean but that's, that's right. it other than that i don't know how great she i'm sure she's a Me good too. writer she's probably a good writer just a terrible journalist I think, right, because also she, the only times she ever did adventurous, like she always said she wanted to be an investigative journalist, but the only time I ever remember her actually doing something like that was when Logan basically forced her, or she right. made noises toward wanting to uncover the life and death brigade. And, yeah, which and, leads me to believe that's sort of why the book, Not to Jump Ahead, was a better idea for her, because she, I think she has the skill of a writer, but not necessarily like the acumen and adaptability to be like an on the Round reporter. Right. But wait. She's no Christiana Port. Oh, yeah. That was, her dream yeah. is dead. Was, yeah. But wait, so her voice. Right. Sorry. I feel like Alexis Bledel's real voice affected her acting in a negative way. Like, Go on. for some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it just highlighted how bad of an actor she's become. Like, when you have it, a cutesy voice, you can get away yeah, with more stuff. It's like the Blake Lively effect. She has the same marble mouthed, weird mannerisms when she acts, at least in Gilmore Girls. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. 
Have I? No, tra- well, traveling. Let's just sit here and list all the movies that Alex <laughs> and Blake Well, Alexis they was in that one too. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe they heard it from each other and they decided to stop. But in any case, it just, I don't, it made me focus more on the way she was actually acting in the scenes. And I thought she was so bad. That I didn't it just, think she was bad. I really did. And I can't tell if it's because I'm just not used to the voice or if the acting is actually I don't bad. think she's terrible. She just strikes me as someone who's not totally committed to a scene. Like, I feel like she holds back a lot as an actress. But again, that some of the time I feel like that's just the character of Rory. She's a little bit timid. I just felt like I could see her reciting the lines in her head right before she was supposed to say them. Especially the very first scene when she and Lorelai are in the gazebo in winter. She gets off. She's like fresh off the plane, and I they, they sit down together. Awkward in that. Even Lauren they Graham. did seem both, but Lauren Graham was better. Well, of course, yeah, of course. she's incredible. I the hugs her. also, as a quick aside, on this show routinely are so unconvincing <laughs> to me. These people who hug look like they have just met for the first time and Especially are delivering Rory. each other like cold, sterile touches. But for Rory- but for Rory, I think it fits with her character. She's so awkward, like yeah. painfully so. When she, whenever she would hug Richard, it was. I wish I could explain it better. Guys, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> you don't do it. We, we don't, don't do that. We don't like a hug. I, I don't like it. a hug. I don't like a hug. You just I'll say it. It's like praying mantis arms. Me. Don't touch me. Put it on my grave. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. But if you're supposed to be the kind of people who do hug, as Rory and Lorelai likely are, then it just seems strange. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was in keeping with her, her hardened stature now that she's been rejected two to three times. Oh, Spring is also, I believe, the when she starts being stalked by the editor of, is this website supposed to be Exo Jane? I think so, yeah. Okay. One of those. Or like like Hello, Hello Giggles. Yeah. A bustle hybrid. Right. 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 And was I can't now they're all blending together. I can't remember if that interview. I believe that interview came in fall and spring. She is waiting. Rory's waiting because Condé Nast called her. Right. Yes, and they kept pushing the interview back. And then she couldn't bear to wait anymore, so she called Logan to take his dad up on requesting the meeting. Right. And then had another meeting that is honestly very relatable for a writer. Um, or I know I've had this meeting. Where you have a meeting and you're excited about it, and then midway through the meeting, you realize nothing's going to come of this, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of amusing you through like a connection or through like some sort of, you don't even know what, and then you yeah. start analyzing it in the meeting, and it's just like the worst. Yeah, and then you can't so, say a damn thing. Yeah, I I actually did feel for Rory there. Should it have thrown her into an enormous tailspin? No. Wait, are you talking about the Conde interview? Yes. The Sandy's? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it became very clear that it wasn't going anywhere but then she decided to pitch that line story lines it was v story. bold in my opinion <laughs> she called up dan bukatinsky out of the blue i know said, i'll take it always good to see him i mean always good to see so many people i'm glad i didn't right. look at the casting before so i was pleasantly surprised yeah. by being like alex king then like everybody you know but uh, that story was so stupid by the way in hindsight a line story is I don't know who dreamed that up, but to think that that would be like a story Conde was like really ready to publish just seemed very strange to me. I don't know. I do. I could see it being like another talk of the town type of thing about a yeah. specific line. Right. Yeah. Not all of them everywhere. No. Also, I mean- no one's career changes uh, from one talk of the town. Can we just say it? There are like five or six in every issue, and a lot of people skim over them. I'm not trying to project here. Well, also, ultimately, people want the product. That's it. That's what they wait in lines for. Right. At the end of it, especially the things she like, maybe talk to people waiting in line for SNL 
like for 27 hours. Like that is different from waiting outside of a bakery to like, get or just for all a corona. Yeah. I was happy to see Mae Whitman and Rory together though. I yeah, was I liked, too. I thought that though... was cute when she gave her when Lorelai gave her the cronut or whatever yeah. and then Rory looked upset. I was it was cute, but it was one of several cameo wink moments <laughs> and I was like, "Okay. I, all right." Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, fans. Right. Like again with the with the we'll get to it later, but with the parent the other parenthood mm-hmm. cameo also. I would love to stay in Stars Hollow for one second before we advance just to address sort of like a more general topic. I know like in previous conversations we've had, we sort of addressed how ASP has urged in the in the first series run from two thousand, two thousand seven, she sort of had a habit for shaming certain people. You know, we talked about fat shaming and there are a lot of gay jokes and trans jokes and I was saying this morning, like, I was sort of willing to give her a benefit of the doubt back then because, you know, wokeness wasn't, like, as ubiquitous as it is today, um, especially among TV, where you could sort of just, like, be pejorative to certain groups if you felt like it. Oh, yeah. But um, in 2016, the the jokes just felt so just, just crass. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that meeting in spring. They were talking about, I think, having a gay pride parade, and it was just, like the most base jokes you could think of. It was like, bring us your gaze. And it was, uh, there was like, of course, one stereotypical representative for the whole community. And it, it, it almost felt like she felt satisfied that she was doing the gay community service, but it was still so pejorative and it was yeah. kind of gross. Right. And to that point, oh, I forgot to mention Michelle in oh, the yeah. winter. Oh, yeah. We finally find out he's gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Ending years of speculation and assumption. Because nobody in in Stars Hollow or in Gilmore Girls was gay. No, in no. the original series that I can not think of, not it was never spoken. Yeah, so we were always kind of left to hazard guess. And now he right. explicitly said husband right. off the bat, and I thought we were going to. We had time for literally everyone else. We could not see what Michelle's husband looked like for two <laughs> damn seconds. You give us Mr. Kim for two seconds. You give Michelle's husband after been speculating about his whole situation for this long. That's preposterous. He doesn't deserve it. And if you want to talk about, yeah, servicing a gay plot line, just right. show his husband for two seconds. Don't make stupid gay jokes. Oh, yeah. And they there. literally said, oh, he's the only gay in town or something like that. And it's like, A, never would be the case. And B, do I, <laughs> to identify that is so gross. A, that's statistically unlikely to yeah. say the least. They, they were like, bring us what whatever town's next door. Can't they throw us some of their gays? And it was like, yeah, it was yeah. a gross It's scene. a commodity. I'm I mean, but I feel, they I feel the same way about Jewish jokes. But yeah. I mean, the Paladinos are Jewish or Amy's Jewish. Right. Mm. And then she'll make these jokes and I'm like, well, I know you're Jewish, but the Gilmores aren't. <laughs> and it does not sound good coming out no, of their mouth. Bunch of Gentiles. But yeah, I'm happy for Michelle, um, even though it's all in theory because I didn't get to see what actually. Yep. Still happened. abstraction. He's yeah. gay in abstraction. Right. Uh, still a sexless gay, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can see. So yeah, that was my feelings on spring. I forget whatever. The, to be honest, I forget what separately happens in spring. Beyond oh, that. me too. I watched them all back to back, okay. like over the course of six hours. So everything blends together for me. I was going to say, and it's also hard to identify them separately because there really is no resolution for anything through the course of the thing, except maybe Luke and Lorelai toward the end. And I'm jumping ahead, but right, you can point to the things that actually happened in the in winter. I mean, in in fall, the most right. yes, because yeah. it's the end. But so summer, in my opinion, was the worst. That was the absolute I low so. point. I agree. I'm sure four. that's true. This was <laughs> this was the play, correct? 
Oh, yes. yes. The longest musical known to man. <laughs> you know, yes. that was, oh my God. Can we, t- are we going to talk about that first? We should, right? We Let's do well. it. Sure. I mean, I will worst. say as an aside to Matt's point about the unfortunate Amy jokes, mm-hmm. right off the bat with the fat right. shaming. Yeah. Multiple fat oh. shaming. Not just one, but like multiple. It was five minutes. <laughs> multiple years too late to be making these right. jokes in any sort of thing approaching good taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made me cringe. And beyond that, so beyond all of these things, I also am occasionally willing to give people passes if there's like a cleverness to it, but there was also no cleverness Agreed. to it. Yeah. Agreed. It was just like so It was so, so lazy. Even like the, you know, token gay jokes right. didn't have the sharpness of old Will and Grace jokes. No, no. Which so, again, yeah, you give them pass. Right. Also, wait, did they, didn't have, did they have a public pool? Yes. They did, and I just forgot. The whole time? Meaning in previous in, in episodes? In the original series. No, never no, that I remember. That, that was that. new. It was like the Star's Hollow Gazette. And that was that was the only time where I was like, wow, they're really just hammering us over the head with this summer element because the idea that Rory and Lorelai would be out in the sun was like inconceivable to me. Just like hanging out a public pool <laughs> oh, yeah. seems no. like something they would never, ever do. That's, that, that skin has never seen the sun. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But yeah, the summer I found to be the low point. At that point, my boyfriend, who's not a lifelong Gilmore Girls viewer like me, was watching it with me because we were at my family's house and he was just started pacing. <laughs> he was like, this girl's the worst. So that's an outsider's take on sure. Rory Gilmore. No, I get it. Um, and it's a lot of insider's take now too. Yeah, so I think Summer is where she does go on that interview and shows up with mm-hmm. no ideas because she thinks the job is just going to be handed to her. Right, which was insane. Yeah, is completely insane. And again, anyone who has worked in editorial for two years, mm-hmm. much less... 10 to 15 years. Yeah, and she's been freelancing for, what, eight years at least? She should know better than to... Especially as someone who has not had any steady work. Why would you... Especially being Rory Gilmore. <laughs> Remember when Richard brought her to Yale and, and with a surprise interview and she was so upset because she didn't get the time to prepare? Because right. that's what Rory does. Right. All of a sudden, she doesn't prepare for anything. And I think this speaks to the negative qualities of her evolution, which is a bit more entitled than she used to be. Yeah, it just felt like character assassination to me. It felt absolutely like character assassination. And Amy Sherman Palladino has had a history of that. I felt that she, or the both of them, when they decided, like the Digger situation that we talked about, mm-hmm. like I think when they were done with Jason Digger serving his role, they just kind of gave him the shaft and made him evil, an evil, <laughs> yeah. so that we were cool with it. Right. If right. they're despicable, they can, they're allowed to leave without you being worried about it. Right. So yeah, if there's eventually more Gilmore Girls, will we meet Logan's fiance Odette, and oh, she's going to be awful, so it's fine or right. something? Right. Ugh, I hope they don't do that. So me too. Yeah, real life doesn't work that way, and that's an issue. Right. So yeah, right. Just the that's really the low point for me, or that's where I really couldn't take it anymore with Rory, is where she showed up to an interview. For a website that she felt she was too good for because she completely swallowed, I guess, <coughs> Richard and Emily's concept that she, her natural ascendant would be she would leave Yale and take up at the New York Times and the New Yorker and Harper's and mm-hmm. that's it. And, and she in would fairness, never... I think it's a good lesson to learn and even an interesting part of the storyline. I think it's just like we said, something she would have learned much earlier in life. I don't think she would be pulling that stuff at 32 this far into her right. career. Right. It's another case where clearly... The Paladinos were trying to do season seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of this would have made sense 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because when she says, I tried the whole journalism thing and that didn't work out. How long did she try? How long was the Also, failing? we're forgetting the fact that she left the show 
covering Barack Obama as exactly. he ascended to presidency. Like, there's no way that she's like, there's no conceivable way she would be flailing this much if she left with that as her beat. I mean, it's that would so open doors. It's so unclear how that would have happened. Yeah. And even if you follow the assumption that she had her heart set on newspapers and clearly that, you know, right. that's changed and she mm-hmm. apparently looks down on websites. F you, Rory. <laughs> so of us have to eat. Um, yeah, but apparently she thinks she's too good for websites. It's been well over the time where we yeah. would have made that transformation in digital media. So she's not understanding how that works. Like yeah. her first job after college, which wasn't online. It was even in season seven of the show. She she was writing for this digital magazine. And there's no way, like you said, she wouldn't have been prepared for that. Yeah, so that was one of many things that didn't gel with me. Again, Logan's engagement to that he had his dynastic plan i think he said as the families yes, were gonna merge that, i think those dynasties. are the exact words yeah I, that's not a thing in 2016 <laughs> even back in 2000 that would have been more of a thing yeah but that's just not it's beyond antiquated it's like down abbey and like we said we were all very big fans of logan going into this some of us still are some of us are no longer but <sighs> but yeah it just it felt like not quite the ca- character assassination we were talking about, but definitely a betrayal of his character because I think even at 22 to 25, which I think he was on the show, like he was willing to sort of push his family aside and go head to head with his dad, you know, for the sake of making things work out with Rory. And suddenly he's just like conceding to every single thing that his father wants. Like it didn't really make sense to me. And I know that we, I think, Ali, you said the Paladinos have claim they didn't watch season seven yeah they actually had i think super fans on set or while they were writing to tell them what happened in the seventh season or if they came up with a storyline they would say did this happen already and the super fans quote unquote would tell them yes or no well then someone needed to tell them about how logan (laughs) really matured in season seven because yeah it just doesn't jive none of it makes sense again amy sherman paladino's odd view of rich people in there mm-hmm. and i keep saying this over but like prince harry doesn't date a royal like the royals don't marry yeah. royals anymore it is not real that logan has to marry yeah. this lady <laughs> and it didn't absurd. sincerely it didn't sincerely feel like something he would think or acquiesce to marrying this woman just for her status right so the musical the mu- oh. then the musical happened <laughs> sutton, <laughs> they, they did sutton foster dirty man they did and i mean you know, obviously, she's wonderful. It, they could have been at least two songs shorter. There were so many other things we could have seen. Mm-hmm. So many other things. Oh, yeah. It was pointless also. Pointless got us nowhere. I mean, so what function did the musical, if every scene in something is supposed to get you somewhere plot-wise, which I don't really think is something the Paladinos care about, apparently, but because given the preponderance of musical numbers in this entire thing, given the time crunch, they still right. felt the need to insert. <laughs> Where like what was the point of the musical? Well, the point was to get to the the ballad right. that she which sings. is good. And that I was the only right. part. I will say I did like that part. They could have kept that in, but and then had like a full, like a quick scene of the the parts that the rest of the town loved that was horrible, so that you get why Lorelai's touched by this one part. Right. A hilarious and, montage yeah. in the style of Friday nights. All right for Friday. Exactly. I mean, when the musical started, I thought it was really funny, and then it would not stop. Right. Like, it just kept going on and on and on. They could have kept that for, like, an extra deleted scene or something. Yeah. Again, and you can't pull that crap in an era that has Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which does these things so successfully <laughs> all the time. And this was just, like, by contrast, so <laughs> appallingly bad. And I was just sitting there like, I can't believe this is still going. 
Yeah, I guess the only other thing I could think of that it was serving was that, again, the ballot accomplished this on its own, but that it served as like a convergence point for Lorelai's Stars Hollow-esque frustrations of feeling stuck. And then also, and maybe I'm projecting Rory's whole thing onto her here, but her whole problem with Sutton Foster is like the ingenue, like that maybe she was feeling like a dethroned queen of Stars Hollow at this point, And everyone's kind of looking at her and, and Luke, like, why aren't you married yet? I don't know. That's the only other, because where she was like, this musical sucks. And everyone's like, it's great. I don't know. That's the only other reason I th- could think of yeah. that they had it for so long. And of course, leave it to Lorelai to make this musical all about her. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it was all about her. <laughs> but about either her. way, this like <laughs> this story of the township somehow became her own narrative that she tailor-made to her own life. Is Lorelai's therapist a famous musical person? Or is she just oh, I really don't know. good? I can't remember. She was good. She yeah. was really she good. Was I was great. like, are we going to see more of her musically? I'm sure. As a therapist, she wasn't very good. She but. was terrible. Those scenes were maddening for me. That was a real missed opportunity. Yeah. Also, who wrote the letter? Great point. Who great wrote point. it to Emily? We'll never know. Oh, right. Great point. And I honestly think that was a script error. I think that was a what continuity did it say error. Again? error. Exactly. Well, it was like... It was really mean. Someone she... wrote a mean, anonymous letter to Emily. On her birthday. And left it on, I don't know if she That happens on, on MTV's bed. Awkward. That's the premise of the whole show, not to do this side. Anyway, sorry. No, great point. We don't know. I, I feel like we'll find out through some Easter egg on freaking Gilmore Girls Instagram or something. And it'll be really annoying. But um, The only thing I could imagine is that it said Lorelai on it, and it was from Richard's mother since she hated Emily so much. But I don't think she would do that. She was much more underhanded. Right. Oh, she wouldn't just um, write like tricks. a poison pen. Tricks, yeah. Little tricks. <laughs> From the beyond causing trouble. <laughs> it would be hilarious if Jason Styles wrote it. <laughs> I hope he did. Um, yeah, that. And then the other thing that I actually thought, I hope this was on purpose and was subtle and hilarious, was that Jess was preventing his mom and CJ from being in that vegetable cult. Oh, yeah. And then you come to realize when Suki returns that she might lead the vegetable cult. Because she says the phrase vegetable cult when she's talking about the place that she works oh, at I didn't upstate. That. Oh, I don't even think about that. Wow. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't, I think Jess said something like they wouldn't let them quit it for 12,000 years, but that might have just been a Jess joke. No, that was. They had that said was, it before, they too. Had to, yeah, she said sign it on a the contract. Phone. It was like name? a Scientology dig. In my mind, Suki runs the vegetable cult. <laughs> let's, uh, let's make that our accepted it makes reality. So much sense. Yeah. But then also. Jackson was still in town because he was there at the beginning. Yeah, I didn't understand that. So he's just taking care of the kids and she moved upstate? For two years. Okay. Yeah, the confluence <laughs> of events of Jackson and Suki and Suki popping up made no sense. But am I jumping ahead to follow that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yes. we are. But, uh, I mean, I guess all I have to say about Summer... Was Summer also where she slept with the Wookiee or with... At some no, I think that was spring. spring. Okay. Yeah, because it was during the line research. Another yes. thing, I'm like 32 first one night stand, and this is an adventure that's pitch worthy to the fake bustle. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was her. Again, Ugh. would be something a 22 year old would do, mm-hmm. but not a 32 year old. And again, yeah. I don't even. Necess- I don't know. The, the the sudden departure from like her being a purist seems strange to me because again, she had that whole period with logan where she was like i'm gonna ditch my you know morals and do what i want to do and get undressed at my 
grandmother and grandfather's vow renewal ceremony and like make out with someone in the back room and it was, it was like, best, yeah. yeah you yeah. did this already yeah. you did this already mm. i mean it, i just didn't think it was like you're freak no out prude where they, yeah yeah um yeah not slut and then that's where it became apparent that she was lying to lorelei once again mm-hmm. about the logan situation also lorelei's reaction made no sense she didn't care that rory was sleeping with logan at all well, she called it slutty, which again... Yeah, but she called it slutty in like a ha-ha-ha kind of way. It wasn't like a legitimate, I'm upset that you're doing this. Meanwhile, when Rory slept with Dean, a married man, she freaked right. out. It was wrong in both directions. It yeah. was wrong that she was acting like a purist, and it was wrong that Lorelai wasn't reacting as much as she typically has proven that she would have. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Well, to be fair, cheating is always wrong, but cheating right. with an engaged person... It's not as bad as cheating with a married person. Sure. Yeah, but it's still so wrong that I don't even care. Also, (laughs) Dean and Lindsay were not meant to be anyway. But they were married. Yeah, but Logan's engaged, so... Mm, They're permanently married. Yeah, but... See, but permanently married is not even a thing anymore at this point. (laughs) Divorce happens all the time. I I think think both were wrong. I think the seat is worse than institution either way. And I think that both of them had significant others who had the idea that they were being... You know, engagement doesn't really mean anything to me until you're married. Well, I, I disagree. The... I still think you probably shouldn't be cheating on Either the person way, that you're all supposed agree. to be marrying. And also, Rory was cheating too on her boyfriend, who she kept forgetting about. Right, like, oh, which is hilarious and not mean. Oh, so funny. Yeah, can't stop laughing about it. Oh, yeah. So summer was when I had had about enough for a second. Happy to for summer to be over. Loved the ballad. <laughs> I really could have only seen the ballad that changed Lorelai's heart. Yeah. That was great. And then and her said, crying was wonderful. It was yeah, wonderful. It was. It was so good. She does great cry face. We all know it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm so relieved that when she told Luke she wanted to do wild, do the wild trail, mm-hmm. that when she said that, I was like, oh, God. And I was like, they better make it to my boyfriend. I was like, they better make it that when she gets there, it's going to be like all ladies who went to do the same thing and thank god they I did, did that. like that yeah i thought it was funny it was funny yeah. it was totally funny booker yeah. movie was funny to me i enjoyed yeah booker movie was funny i enjoyed starting in a totally new place like a foreign non-stars hollow place like yeah. going literally to a different space i enjoyed that yeah, somewhere down the street from the lot right <laughs> right somewhere in central california right but i liked that part and what else did i like about the finale Oh, I guess we can talk about the finale. We're moving on. Yeah. Well, yeah. To fall. Did that happen in fall? Wild. I can't remember. See yeah, it was everything. fall. It was at the beginning okay. of fall. Yeah, she that's starts why. off. She's trying to stuff everything in her. And that's when she right, right. goes okay. to get coffee, and then she stumbles upon the vista. As she called it. I would call it a clearing, maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. We're getting technical it was a nice here, clearing. right? And then she calls Emily and tells her the story she meant to tell at the funeral that she couldn't drum up. Well, scotch drunk, and it was nice. It was that was wonderful. a great moment. The one take, I, I was I was pretty impressed by that. I mean, that zoomed in for quite a while. I'll say it right now. The only two, I cried twice during the revival, mm-hmm. and the first time was during that. Mm-hmm. And the second time, I'm not proud to say, was Rory and Logan's goodbye. Oh, really? I cried. Yes. I love, I agree. I just love them together in spite I of I love them fault. together. So, yeah, I loved I that moment was incredible, and Lauren Graham deserved that moment. Um, and I hope 
she get do people get awards for I mean, yeah she you, limited get, series she get an yeah, finally yeah, for so. that yeah and that this, was Emmy worthy the symbolism of the dropping the backpack with the free sign I thought was pretty perfect for her character and yeah. the thought that hiking would constitute right. <laughs> walking behind the gas station right she was never gonna do this she was never oh, gonna yeah. do this that was I love that she didn't it never actually came to it very on brand very Lorelai yeah mm-hmm. Love no, that, that scene was so perfect, though. I cried. I cried three times all during the last episode. It, not not Rory and Logan because I think I actually was texting during that because I hated it so much. You're heartless. I just oh, I hate them together you hate now. Hats and you hate love. <laughs> oh my god. Also the hats. Okay. I, well, but we'll get we'll oh get we'll god. get to that. When when else did you cry? <laughs> I cried when Luke um was talking to Lorelai when she came back and he was giving that long speech. Oh yeah. That made me really emotional, and then I cried when they had their secret wedding because I thought it was wonderful. It was so nice. such it was a nice cute idea. scene, and we'll they they had this. Right. Yeah, we should wait, right? We'll wait, wait till yeah. we get. To but it was nice, of course. That Lorelai had this epiphany and then went back and wrapped things up with Luke, and that I feel like, in addition, separately from Emily, whose progression I thought was the most well conceived. I thought that was a nice ending for Luke and Lorelai, at least in this little miniseries, was that they sort of came together finally and decided to get married and Lorelai realized she was being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was good. I hope they marginally start to communicate with each other after 20 <laughs> Ten years. years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's the most years. Luke has ever said at one point, though. Like at the one... Can we get rid of this trope, though? I can't stand it anymore. It's been on TV forever where one person is talking and the other person completely misinterprets what they're trying to say and instead of stopping to listen what the first person's <laughs> intent is they keep talking and have two different conversations until the first person finally says no that's what i've been meaning to say this whole time it is enough i am so tired of this trope i can't deal with it no one ever does it in real life yeah and scene you mean miscommunication? Just in general, yeah, where one person won't stop to listen to the second. You've never had that conversation before? No! You should be my dad really because exist. it's real. <laughs> no, we're, it we're does, saying, trust me. No, Luke, I'm trying to agree with you. No, <laughs> stop. It's just like, God, just listen. Well, I guess that speaks to their issues with communication, but anyway. Well, that was a really good line that Jess had when he said, communication issues, oh, I've never had that problem before. It's like, oh, what a great wink to your past horrible say, this character. this is the first time I, I did not dislike Jess. Yeah, I love Jess. I'm team Jess now, but not team Jess and Rory. That's <laughs> the thing. I'm team Jess now, too. Independently, yeah. And yeah. have been since he came back in season six of the show. Mm-hmm. As a person, I thought he completely cleaned up and was great. Yes. I loved the scene with the two of them at the Gazette. I loved them as friends. I thought that was yeah. wonderful. I think if they developed a writer editor relationship, a writer reader relationship, mm-hmm. that would be It'd be cool. Super interesting and yeah. I would love to see that. But I don't want to see her and again, I know I'm seeing this through the total lens of a Logan and Rory shipper, but to me them still being into each other made sense because their ending was so unresolved and I do think that he understood her in a lot of ways and took an active interest in her in a lot of ways that her other two boyfriends didn't. Wait, Logan or Jess? Look. Okay. But and but then if she goes back to a second boyfriend from high school, then now that's just her thing. Right. Now she only just plums the depths of her past yeah. boyfriends. From I don't her. think she has any feelings for Jess though. I didn't get that at all from I the didn't revival. Get that at all, but what did I mean Sometimes I thought she was in love with Logan, other times, and then Alexis Bledel in her shade, which we collected on popcrush.com, all her shady comments about her own character's trajectory. Uh, she basically was like, yeah, she wasn't emotionally invested in Logan. Which didn't make sense to me because she cried when they when they ended things, and she clearly didn't want to in that New Hampshire hotel um, 
Wait, how did you feel about the hotel being from New Hampshire? (laughs) I felt a swell of pride. (laughs) I'm from New Hampshire, for those of you who don't know, and I remember that hotel well, I have to say. No, I don't. Uh, Should we talk about the life or death brigade quickly? I laughed so hard at that crow. I did too. That was the best part. That was the best part. Rory. I, I hated it. The best it parts so were good. The, the crow and also the two seconds where they were lighting Stars Hollow like it could ever be seedy at night. Oh, I, I know. I honestly thought it was a dream at first. Everyone I, thought it was a dream sequence. That would have been sequence. so much better or she accidentally right. ate peyote for real. <laughs> that would be so much better than steampunk. Anything is better than steampunk in any situation. Also, they're in their 30s. It's not cute anymore. It's weird. Yeah, it didn't seem necessary for me if Logan wanted to make this grand gesture for... I mean, I appreciated that Colin, et cetera, came along, but it didn't seem like in the context of Rory and Logan's relationship that he would, at this point in his life, feel the need to <laughs> string them along. It didn't. I don't understand why he would. Yeah. I feel like if he wanted to talk to her, he would just talk to her. I mean, they've been doing that the whole time anyway. He could have easily just flown out there and seen her. Yeah. If he wanted to give her a key from his bag of giant keys to all (laughs) properties on the planet, then he could have done that himself. I enjoy Colin and Finn, so I liked seeing them again. But it it could have been, yeah, of course, as with so many things, half as long as it was. Mm -hmm. It was so long. I also enjoyed her Wizard of Oz goodbye to them. When she was saying goodbye to them, which... Again, I'm not sure why you need to say goodbye to his friends because yeah. you're breaking up. That's again not she a knew thing. She yeah. people in their 30s do. <laughs> she when they knew break it was up the fourth someone. episode. She knew she had to wrap it up. It's just, it's all. So... <sighs> Plus, anyway. how believable is it that Rory even stayed in touch with any of them enough to care at it's, that point? I think it's believable. I don't think so. She wasn't really friends with them. Well, again, was everything she, maybe that happened after college is a complete mystery. Yeah. I mean, That's they don't true. care to explain it. That is For true. them to have swooped in the way that they did, I feel like she would have had to have been in much greater turmoil or had much a much more terrible event happen in her life. Because she had a bad Condé Nast meeting. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like this completely arbitrary thing. They're, they were all in tandem, like, let's drop everything and go to rural Connecticut. Like, who who knows what corners of the world they were even coming from? I guess bored rich people in yeah, Amy Sherman Pellegrino's world just do that. Well, you know, of course, they also love some terrible hats because her hat <laughs> problem <laughs> remains unchecked. Ugh, yikes. I it's can't. No, it's been bad since season one. Steampunk makes me so uncomfortable. Probably more uncomfortable than almost anything, other than like people singing at me <laughs> in a voice style. Anyway, that part was hard to watch, but I did cry at their goodbye. That didn't need to happen. No, don't understand it. Um, and then the wedding. Yeah, let's talk about the wedding. Mm-hmm. I loved it. My, they they my played the song that um, Luke and Lorelai danced. I did danced. not know that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was such a wonderful moment. Well, because I also just rewatched most of the series. Like, I got up to season six the day before the show. Like, okay. the revival started. So I was like, wow, now I remember all of these things. It was fresh things. in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that was really sweet. My boyfriend was like, wait, did the same people who made the steampunk thing decorate that? Like, Because <laughs> it was all so elaborate so quickly. But it was very, very beautiful. Well, Kirk did it. It was very, very beautiful. And I was yeah, saying, this it was just beautiful. pissed me off in like a really technical term, which was that Melissa McCarthy f- finally showed up as Suki, which I thought was great. And of course, anyone would have loved her inclusion in the show. But then she was in one minute making all the cakes for the wedding, and then she wasn't even at the wedding. And it was just like, are you going to justify why she's not at the wedding? Yeah, that made or? no sense. Yeah. I mean, it did make sense from a production standpoint. Right. Obviously, she couldn't make it to the wedding, but You're I like, was like... Suki went back upstate. Give it one line. Yeah. <laughs> nope, she's just not here anymore. I mean, it wasn't like technically the real wedding. But 
They so, would call Suki right. for that. Maybe not. If She's Lane been gone was there, for two then years. Suki would yeah, be Yeah, I didn't understand why Lane was there. As much if, as I love Lane and they ruined her life also, <laughs> why would she? And also, why would she be there over Jess? I feel like even Jess would be there I before her. I didn't understand that. It was either. a strange cast of characters. Yeah. It's like they just picked whoever could be there. Wasn't Michelle there too? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Again, and I was like, so why not Suki? Right. It was an odd choice. And also, the. Again, by that point, I was so exhausted by all the needless musical numbers that I was like, why are we getting another musical montage? I would like to see some like vows from them or something. No, that one I thought was perfect. Okay. We get, that's champagne. fair. I'm sure I was I was weeping throughout the entire thing. Really Can we really say there. one other quick interjection thing before we dive into the final four words, which I'm sure we're going to dive into, which is that I thought in terms of perfection that Emily's Emily's wrap up was incredible, beautiful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Bullshit. And I love that she worked at a whaling museum. <laughs> I know. I loved it. It I reminded me of Paris's scene when she was lecturing the kids at Chilton. Yeah. And she terrified. That was hilarious, too. That was also hilarious. It. Yeah, Emily's was, from beginning to end, I was completely pleased with. Mm-hmm. And loved I agree. It. And it makes perfect sense that she would want to remarry right away. That also makes perfect sense. Yeah. I loved all of it. Yep. Yeah, so those final four words. Oh, wait. Also, the oh, other part. Of- <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> no, there was yeah. a lot. The other part where I cried was when Rory was like, no, I know where I'm going to write. And then she opens oh, the door to Richard's study and he's sitting that was there. Nice. That, that was, was great. Nice. I think they handled that really well. They did. His death. Yeah, the first, or her, the scene in which she's strolling through the house with memories, that thought was really well done, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually hate. A- oh, I cried then too. Never mind. I guess I just cried. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I forgot that I also welled up during the when she sat down at his desk. And I usually hate in shows and movies where they do the voices thing to yeah. remind mm-hmm. you of things, but I actually really liked it at the beginning and end. Yeah, yeah, it fit really well. It did. So yeah, we've got five minutes left, and we're gonna talk about the final four words. Okay. That shook the world. And Tell them to me. <laughs> Mom, yeah, I'm pregnant. Oh my God. Rory's pregnant. Yeah, that was exactly wow. how they did it. That was so good. Yeah, it's like, and it's chills. Logan's, we think. Or we're pretty sure it's Logan's. If it's the Wookiees, well, first of all, if we get more Gilmore Girls, we're going to get a stunt cast Wookiee. Right. Like, who's going to be the Wookiee guy? It's going to be like Ryan Gosling or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dreamy. Yeah. Wookie it, guy. It's Logan's. The thing I do, the only thing I can say for those four words, other than that it's so depressing to me, is that. It kind of, since we're, even if we get more Gilmore Girls, we're not going to get it for years. You can put anything you want on that. You can, I'm choosing to think that it's Logan's and that he's going to leave Odette and they'll be together and be in love. Other people are like, oh, Jess is the new Luke and he's going right. to take care I of it. I hate that theory. I, know, I hate I that theory too. too. And it's also really depressing that she would live out Lorelai's life exactly, mm-hmm. except older. That's, and there's no growth at yeah. all. Right. And what was the point of the show? <laughs> right. And where you can think, and I've seen this theory. That she's the surrogate for Lorelai. Ugh, I, that's my most hated theory of that them all. That can't be true. It can't be true. But again, we can all right. retcon whatever we want into this because it's not coming back for a long time, if at all. That's this true. to me just sort of drove home the point of how stubborn Amy Sherman Palladino is because if, it, like I said, if it was her original idea to end the show this way in 2007, then that would have been fine, and it maybe would have made sense when Rory was 22, but all these years later and the changes in the world that we've seen and the changes in pop culture that we've seen and even the, her own story's evolution it did not make sense for her to keep this it, it just felt so rigid and like she was just trying to force this 
onto a different story that wasn't even the original ending to her original story. It's absolutely right. It made me think of the last How I Met Your Mother, which yeah. was also horrible. And it was because the creators had the same idea that they had when they first set out, despite right. people changing and character arcs and chemistry and all yeah. these other things. It just doesn't work to force Go it. where the wind takes you, totally. man. Totally. Overall, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad the seasons happened. Yeah. I do not need Rory to be pregnant. I just don't understand why anyone, in the, everyone in Stars Hollow gets pregnant by accident also. It's really yeah. strange. Where contraception yeah. does not it's exist. Not, there's no bars except for the secret bar. Love the secret bar. I, I love that. That Let's was a secret up. bar. Yeah. But yeah, there's no bars, no alcohol, no contraception. No. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's why Lane was really a renegade. She was an <laughs> early pioneer of punk culture and Stars Hollow. <laughs> Those floorboards were contraband. Man, it's so depressing, the whole thing. Also, the whole like circle of life thing just doesn't make any sense <laughs> with <laughs> um, her being 32. It just ruins it. Yeah. If she had been 22, I could kind of understand it, even though that also would have been incredibly depressing to end this se- like the whole series that early. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, everything that Lorelai sacrificed for Rory. Well, or not. yep. I did like the scene of Rory with Christopher, though. Me too. It was very honest. Me too. I thought that was great. He's so pathetic. Although, again, I found that very bizarre. If she was going there to try to predict Logan's (laughs) behavior by how Chris viewed Lorelai raising the baby alone. That's absurd. That's also Mm -hmm. not a real thing. I know people say Logan is the new Chris, but no one human is the new any other human. And I'm sure Rory wasn't like, yeah, he's the new Christopher. What? Like, why? I resent that, too. That whole, like, just... It's like being like, oh, Allie, I was going to ask you to go on vacation to Bermuda, but it's like, you're like a lot like my Aunt Sheila. Like, she's kind of like, you're like my Aunt Sheila. So I just asked Aunt Sheila what she would do, and she said she wouldn't want to go. So then it's like, so you're basically the same. So, yeah, yeah, so I just, I didn't ask you because she said, and she's basically like you. So I could predict it. That makes no sense. Also, not a thing. No. Rory's garbage. So I hope we get another Gilmore Girls just so we can see the master. There'll be four of them, maybe. I'm glad Dean lives in Scranton. Yeah, me too. I was totally <laughs> fine with the Dean interaction. Yeah, it was, there was like barely, it was like a blip. Yeah. All right, well. What do you think? I th- what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Tweet us at Pop Crush and leave comments. And Snapchat us. And Snapchat. Pop Crush Snap. <laughs> Double tap that like, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so this has been the first Maybe the last conversation about Gilmore Aww, Girls we'll have. Who sad. knows? Who's to say? That's true. There's so much to obsess over and talk about, and I'm sure there'll be more and more quotes from ASP and the cast to come. So let us know what you think. And we out. We out. Mom, and Paris what? Geller, we trust. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And Omnia Paratus. And Omnia Paratus. And Omnia Paratus.